G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch Podcast. This is the one just before Christmas. This is the pre-Christmas podcast. Uh, are you excited for Christmas, listeners? I don't know why you're asking. You're not going to be able to respond to me. But I'll you could ask me, you seeing as though I'm on the fucking podcast <laughs> with you, but nah, no, messed that up. How many of these have we done? <laughs> this is the first one and we won't be doing another one. <laughs> Are you excited for Christmas, Adam? No, not really. And not okay, in, like people think like, oh, go, oh yeah, he doesn't get excited, or he's miserable or whatever. I'm not. I'm not really anything. I'm not. I'm not hating on Christmas this year. I've had a few Christmases when I thought, fuck this, I'm not doing it because I was in a mood or whatever. This one, I'm not in a mood. I just don't really feel overly festive. I don't know. The weather's probably not helped. It's a bit grey and miserable where we are. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like. It's fine, but I feel like it It hasn't been a year since the last one. I mean, I know it has, because that's how like time and the calendar works and everything. Um, but yeah, I'm just not really that forced this year. What about you? No, not really. I'm kind of seeing this as something I need to get through. Well, I was just worse. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. It's, it's a busy time of year for me work-wise. Like, I don't get Christmas off. Get the get the violins out. I don't get Christmas off, so I really. What are you doing on Christmas Day? All right, I don't. I'm not working Christmas Day. Straight away, there we go. He's (laughs) off Christmas Day, everyone. Yeah, but absolutely bullshitting you all. Yeah, but like the week in between, I've got to work, unfortunately. So it's what I just kind of got to get through. Uh, Like there'll be nice little points in between. You know, the kids will come around. We'll do presents. We'll have a nice day. That'll be great. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's. When you've got kids, it's not about Christmas stops being about you completely. Whoa, Christmas was never. You've, <laughs> you've, you think Christmas was just all about, that's the true meaning of Christmas, is it? <laughs> just like, wow, well, there you go. You have stopped <laughs> yourself up without even meaning to. Christmas stops being about you. You're obviously gutted about that as well. <laughs> that's written all over your face. Oh, I don't, I, I just want to get through it. But then you you followed that by saying it's for the kids. You just want to get through it. You don't want to enjoy it. You don't want to see Christmas again through new eyes, the innocence of youth and the excitement of the season and the, the um, spirit of giving, all that kind of stuff. Not interested at all. You are basically just thinking, I've got to buy those little knobheads presents now and they get me shit ones. <laughs> that's what you're thinking about there. And that, that sums you up. You play that nice guy card far too often for me. And now it's, this is this is the obvious other, other side of it. <laughs> this is the thing. I sometimes come across like um, a knobhead. I'm actually quite a nice person. You're the, you're the exact opposite. Now, how if, if, listeners, before you just started listening to this podcast, would you have thought, JK here is the Scrooge out of these two? Probably not, eh? There but- you go. There you go. You need to take a little visit down memory lane and find out what Christmas really means because this is not the start of this podcast I was expecting from you. You're a disgrace. (laughs) I've got a Christmas T-shirt on. You'll see if he puts videos up. I'm wearing my my last Christmas T-shirt, making an effort. 
He's in like just his work clothes, ready to go to work. I don't know if that's <laughs> work clothes or his pajamas. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That is um, just, so, but there you go. I thought I'll make an effort. No efforts made from this no. guy, and no shits given, unfortunately. No. Well, maybe on Christmas Eve I'll get some visitors. That'd be quite nice, and then they'll, they'll show me the error of my ways. Can you put it down to like what? Where? What, what do you think? Where will they take you, these spirits? So you've got to have a past <laughs> one, a present one, and future is obviously death. Like so, yeah. you got yeah, obviously yeah. I um, reckon that'd be me. I reckon I'd be the ghost of Christmas future. If you don't stop being a knobhead, this is what's going to happen, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you. I but think then you I, do all three. Be in the past. You do all three. You all oh shit, it's me three times. That is a worry <laughs> for anyone. It's you three times, but with just a different hat on each side. Okay, I like that. So you go in the past. Uh, oh, what part of the Christmas past? Oh, I did ruin one of my presents when I was a kid. So I uh, this when you drank the, drank the aftershave, or is that something else? No, that was that was just a regular day. It okay. was. Uh, so I'm a big Liverpool fan. Oh, and now we've just lost at least 90% of our fucking fan base straight away. <laughs> fan base, as if we have a fan base. <laughs> so I think one year, mum and dad got me like a big, you like, when they, I don't know if they still do this, they still do the big poses with the whole team, like out on the pitch and like the managers. Like are there. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So the big team photo and it was framed in a big frame. Nice. And like, that was like my main present for Christmas. Okay. And it was really cool. I opened it and then I like, I was excited, so I put it down, and as I put it down, I smashed it and ruined it completely. Oh, and like, so you'd probably take me to bit back to that bit, I imagine, and talk me through that and what I'd done wrong. And well, that's obvious. Like, you, we spoke last week about you having a career where you can't drop things and you have to be pretty <laughs> careful. And then from an early age, it was obvious you couldn't do that. So yeah. worry it. Um, I think what, like, we used to do Christmas shows quite a lot. There was always a Christmas show. Sometimes it was a, like, it's usually a nativity when you're a bit younger, isn't it, really? So, yeah. um, nativities, I, you will not be shocked to hear this, dear listeners. I was Joseph in our first nativity. Uh, me and Sarah Rogerson just getting around the hall, just having a wander to Little Donkey, Little Donkey. Felt like for a fucking lifetime, to be honest with you. I remember it to this day, like we fucking must have covered some steps on that morning when we did that walk around. <laughs> uh, and we're holding hands um, all the way round. Nothing, nothing more than just a handhold, obviously. They're not. That, although we've since learned on this podcast that pretty much trumps everything. <laughs> so we, we wander around, do all that. What were you in that one? I can't remember. I've got an idea. What were you? I think you had an all right part, to be fair. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I was trusted with anything. No, I'm, I, I think you were a shepherd or something. Shepherd, no. Shepherd's solid part. Like, Joseph, obviously main event, star of the show. You've got to do the walk round. Mary, leading lady. And then you've got your kings next, I would say, because you get to carry something. And then you've got your shepherds and your angel. Um, anything else? Window dressing, really, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I don't think I got any any anywhere near that. I think I was probably. Have you seen that uh, that TikTok video where the nope. kid comes home and gets excited because he's got a, oh, a yeah. play? It's like he's one of the main parts. It's a classic part. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you?" And he's like, "I'm a door." 
Door, he's like door holder number three or something yeah. like that, isn't he? Yeah, and he's proper excited. He's so, he's such a good video, that. It is a good video. That was probably me. I probably ran home and told my mum. Yeah. Uh, and then you smashed your present. No, but I remember, I remember one time we did a pantomime. So, again, I know what you're thinking. Um, Get to the fucking neighbours. <laughs> uh, so, we did a pantomime one year, and I was the genie. I had a pretty good part again. Yes. Good part, Genie. Um, and you, I had to do a bit of a dance routine on my own and and sing a song. I didn't really sing it. I proper mimed it because fucking hell. Um, did all that. Got an extra cheer when I came out. I remember that. It was a bit dodgy, though, because I did have no top on. I remember having no top on and a little waistcoat that had little gold coins on it. It was proper. It was so inappropriate. And then there was a bit of cheer. Like, it wasn't good. I was like 10 or whatever at the time. But I remember your part. Do you remember your part in this pantomime? No, I don't remember this part. So I do. Uh, This is what you show me. This is what you do in Christmas past. You take me around all the fucking main event parts you got. Yeah. And then all the shit parts that I clearly blocked out of my head. Yeah, yeah. So so I was the genie, did, did all that. Your part in the in the pantomime was guy who hit symbol. Oh shit, it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, all, you, all you had to do. You remember that classic part from Disney's Aladdin, right? <laughs> guy who hit symbol. So all you had to do, I think you managed to stay like on the stage for quite a lot of the time, and then whenever there was a joke or like a a, a, a pun or something, I, yeah. You hit the symbol. symbol. And part of the reason why I forgot, obviously because it's the shittiest part ever invented, but also because I remember you hitting the symbol for one of the jokes and the end of the beater flying off into the audience. (laughs) I remember that to this day. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, that's coming back to me now. Yeah, I I wasn't on the stage. I was, like, on the floor. Yeah, in front of the stage. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you'd only see me if I popped up. And then, yeah, I nearly fucking killed someone with that fucking beater of the drum. drum couldn't, even, couldn't even be trusted with that. So there you go. Um, Yeah, I'll take you to that. Present day, I'd probably just, like... Well, what you've just done, really. You just yeah, showed them our ways. To point out all your faults and say what you should yeah. do. Um, and then you just ignore... You're still ignoring me at this stage. And then, obviously, in the future, this is what's going to happen to you. You know, yeah. You, you show me people talking about me. That, yeah. that's, what, that's what does it for for for, for Michael Caine. Uh, yeah. he, he sees other people talking about him. Going, oh, I've got a rug to sell of his. The only warmth he ever had. You'd be you'd be selling off my shit. Going, why the fuck did he buy this? What a dickhead. Well, no, they're, they're like I just I wouldn't do that. I'd just like like leave your house open and let them that just come and take it like a big fucking jumble sale. I imagine your current wife will now be pals with your ex-wife and they'll be like, yeah, I know you tried, you tried to warn me, but yeah, (laughs) at least we're both free of it now. Things like that. Can I just ask one thing? Can you not throw away the cowboy hat, please? Actually, I'd, I'd like this to be on record right now. When, when I die, I'd like the cowboy hat to go to you, Adam. What an odd thing to bring up at this stage. Um, no, I, we'll just we'll bury it with you because nobody wants to see it. But then, yeah, I'd I'd see that. I'd see you. I'd I'd see you burying the cowboy hat, and that'd make me change my ways. 
I'd be like, I can't, I can't abide by this. I'll have to change my ways. You have changed your ways before, so I suppose you could do it again. Yeah, and then I'll wake up Christmas morning. I'll yeah. see. Uh, I'll ring up. Uh, t- I'll, I'll see Tiny Tim, or as we call him, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell him to get us the biggest turkey. Uh, it'll take all day because he he lives right in the countryside. It takes fucking forever to get anywhere. Yeah, but there's like he just lives with turkeys though, don't he? There's turkeys like in his garden and that. So yeah, he'll... probably. Yeah, he'll just go yeah, shoot one. Turkey. He'll just go shoot one. Biggest turkey. And there we go. And we'll all have a lovely Christmas time together. There you go. Hopefully that happens. When's this going out? Is this going out on Christmas Eve or something? This might. Uh, might this be will be going out probably the, because I do have to go to work the second we stop recording. Oh, okay. So we need to get this right and not put any unnecessary shit in this podcast then. In in order yeah, for preferably, yeah. For, all right, well, we've just fucked that right up already. <laughs> Welcome to the show that's sometimes about neighbours, everybody. And before we get to the neighbours, a little what bit of name? admin for you. Uh, one bit of the same admin. If you've not already, can you please, 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 as a Christmas oh, present. Meg, it sounds horrendous. <laughs> as a Christmas present to, to me and Adam, if you could go to podbiblemag.com, and vote for us in the listener polls of 2023. It's the last category. It's the Oh My Pod category. You can type in the Neighbourhood Rewatch, and that will count as a vote to us. We'd be very you know proud. what I found out you could do with that um, thing? So last time I was I was on here, I said, like, you don't have to vote in all the others. You can skip, skip, skip right to the end. What else I found out was you can do it more than once. So just keep voting for us if you can. If you've got, like, <laughs> if, you're off, if you're off work or something and I've got anything better to do, put Muppets Christmas Carol on in the background and just fucking vote over and over again. <laughs> That's how we won our last award, to be honest with you. Uh, and a little bit of new administration for you as well. If you're a keen follower of our socials, the Neighbourhood Rewatch, we're on all of them. Uh, you will have seen a video released yesterday or day before. You did it, uh, mate. <laughs> yeah, I put it out. I can't remember when it was, though. But you will have seen a video of us announcing our chart with Candice Leask. Great video. Um, great video. Made by Adam. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, have you got a degree in that? Uh, I don't like to. I like to talk about it. Yeah, well, it, it shows. It really does. Uh, so yeah, we have got our chat coming with Candice Leask, aka Wendy Rodwell, coming twenty seventh of December, just as a little present from me and Adam to yourselves uh, to, to bridge that shit gap between Christmas and New Year. The, the one just that so I'll be working. Well, just so you know, it's fucking brilliant as well. I will be the first one to say if an episode's a bit shit, this one is not that episode. It's really good. Candice is always good value. She is fucking on top form in this one. Um, yeah. She's really funny. Um, we're okay. Um, give it a listen. It's quite a long listen, I think. It's probably going to be coming in at about two hours. Um, but it's totally worth it. Because if you, when you are sick of your relatives, you've got shit presents or you're fucking broken because you're an absolute joke. Um Give this a listen. It's honestly worth it. It's really good. We had a lot of fun doing it. And um, yeah, hopefully you have a lot of fun listening to it as well. Hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best Summer Hoyland. And you're listening to the OG and the best Neighbours podcast, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Let's talk about The Neighbours, the bit you've been all been yes. waiting for. Yes. Uh, the Neighbours. And I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, I hope they start with a good one. Let's start with Mel. Oh, uh, people like Mel, though, even if we don't. Let's try and be a little bit more impartial today. <laughs> Every time we go on a little bit of a Mel rant, the Nabens message me and go, 
You know, the male rant, this more male hate this week. Well, there you go. I'm not going to do that this this week. <laughs> unless she's uh, unless she does something that's really annoying. Well, to be honest, it's kind of like, they've, for me, they've fucking killed this storyline, Dad. What storyline? So, it's Nell's birthday. You can wind it back a little bit. How old uh, is she now? 32? She's, yeah, 32 she is. 32 years old. Uh, and she's got a big... I don't know actually what the original birthday plan is. Uh, is it just round at Tony and Therese's gaff? Yeah, it's just having uh, a party around their house. Having a party around there. But all the electrics are out. Yep. So they're like, fuck, we can't do our big party. And I was like, uh, well, to be honest, I've, none of my mates are coming around anyway. She hasn't got any mates. She, she doesn't, not, not even JP or Dex. I think she's got one mate called, I think she's called Jasmine, who she sometimes goes and does homework with. Or she uses as an excuse to say yeah. she's going to do homework with and then goes to goes around Mel's house. Yeah, so she's got no mates. So she's just hanging out with the parents and her parents' mates. Yeah. Uh, so that's a terrible 15th birthday party, to be fair. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Uh, but they can't do it at Tony and Therese's. So thankfully, well, they're like, oh. Paul comes to the rescue at first. He's like, don't worry. I've got a massive hotel, loads of function rooms. Come have it here. And Proper like, nice oh, guy. What a nice guy, Paul. What a legend. Is. What a legend. Just trying to, you know, expense to him. He's trying to help out other people. Solid guy. Uh, but... Wendy and Andy are at the beach. Now, so they've recently kind of got over their, their previous troubles. So they're at the beach for a bit of a kinky weekend, shall we say? Uh, That's what it seems like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it was as racy as a conversation you could probably get on Neighbours. Uh, Andy and Wendy are walking down the beach and Andy's I'm going, do you want to try some new stuff in the bedroom? It's the weekend for it. <laughs> I feel like you've made this up. Does that? No, no. Not what he said. Honestly, honestly, he's like he is hinting heavily that he wants to try some new things. He oh wants to experiment, uh, and which they do. They run off to the beach house to experiment, and once they've done that, they send a message going, "Oh, happy birthday to now." And Toddy's like, "Well, it's a bit fucked to be honest. There's uh, there's no electricity here." So like, come to the beach house. Come to the beach house. We'll have a great time. So they fuck Paul's offer off. And they all drive two hours to the beach. It's two hours away. Two it's... hours away. Birthday's I mean, old. but then this is why in neighbor's land, two hours away takes two minutes to get there. It's this <laughs> parallel universe where time is not the same as the regular world. So two hours takes them two minutes. They're there for a full day at the beach. They yeah. have a full day. Because they're out, like having drinks, they're playing cricket, they're arsing about, a few heart to hearts between people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The big one is Tony and Mel have a big heart to heart and kind of sort things out, and then from that, Tony then speaks to Therese and is like, "Yeah, I've kind of dealt with the Mel situation." Yeah. And then, yet, like I said, it's just killed the storyline for me now. There doesn't seem to be any drama now. No, because we were all kind of hanging on. Obviously, it's not been Christmas yet in here, in real life or neighbours' land. But we're all kind of thinking, oh, is there something going to go off over Christmas? Is there going to be an affair or a, a cheeky handhold or something and, and drama and what's going to go on? But and we'll get to the other half of it. But it's kind of all, they've all just gone, nah, not doing that storyline. 
No. <laughs> That's what it feels like they're the actually saying to each other. It's not even like, oh, no, this, for whatever reason. It seems like whenever they have the chat, whether it's Mel and Toby or Paul and Therese or whatever, they all just go, nah, let's, we're not doing that storyline now. Yeah, let's move on. That was, la- that was last week. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, speak. I, I want to roll back a second there to, to ask you about birthday parties, Adam. Okay. Uh, do, is there a particularly memorable birthday party you had when you were a kid? We have spent some time already on this podcast talking about our pasts. Uh, is, um, is there one that stands out for you? I re- there was one. There was one birthday. I, I was ten, and it, it's the last one I can remember that all my family came to. Like okay. aunts and uncles and cousins and uh, my grandma. And it's the last one I can remember that everyone came to. Um, and my birthday, I don't I don't particularly like my birthday because it was, and this goes back to being a kid as well, um, and even now. Uh, it is the start of September, which is obviously the start of school for us in the UK. So most years... It was, happy birthday, you've been off for six weeks, but this is the first day you've got to go back to school again. So get <laughs> up, get your uniform presents. No, what off to school, you've got, off you go. We can open them at the end of the day when you've got through school. And you've got that, loads of homework. Nothing kills a birthday like school. Um, and that is true when you are a kid, but also when you are a fucking adult and have chosen to <laughs> do the same fucking thing. Um, and then you've got no one to blame but yourself. Um, so the, the good birthday, I was about 10. It was, it had somehow worked out where it was my birthday on the weekend before we went back to school. Um, okay. It was sunny. Something that doesn't always happen around that kind of, you mm-hmm. know, we were still, we were still had a bit of summer um, and everybody came. And I remember being in the garden I had a Manchester United football cake, which I was very pleased with, um, and everybody came. I can't remember what presents I got. Probably something Manchester United related at that age, I imagine. I imagine full kit. Possibly full kit. Um, but there you go. That's, the, again, the difference between me and you there. I have not remembered the present and things like that. I have remembered <laughs> the nice, warm, fuzzy film, feeling and the people around me for it. Um, yes. So yeah, what about what about yourself? You got got one that doesn't end in tragedy or um, like broken things. Uh, well, they're all kind of tragic, really, because I don't know if you remember. You will because you remember everything I've done as a kid. Apparently, I didn't have birthday parties. I didn't do birthday parties. I didn't have them, and I didn't go to them. I don't okay. know if you remember this. I never went to birthday parties. I don't. I think I, I think I might have gone to one of yours at a push, but I couldn't remember it. I didn't have I didn't have a lot of birthday parties and things like that. I wasn't. A, it was more family family affairs rather than full on. Yeah, crazy. I never like because obviously you more so these days. I think like you have those. You know, you invite your entire class because that's your friendship circle. Is your your school? Yeah. And you invite them to wacky warehouse or wherever, and then you. All that's the thing, whatever. isn't it? Yeah, it is the yeah. thing. Yeah, but. You would have those back in the day as well, but it'd be generally at someone's house if they had a big enough house or you'd hire out like a local community centre, whatever it is. Community centre, yes. Yeah. I went to a few of them and a few wimpies. Yeah. Do you remember wimpy? Yes, a few wimpies. But I never did any of those. 
and I never went to them either. And I don't know why now. I don't know what was wrong with me when I was a kid that I didn't want to do those things. Same thing that's wrong with you now, I imagine. <laughs> I think, oh God, I think it's probably because I am a little bit of a control freak. Surely not when you were fucking seven. So because I am the ultimate host and I love to host things, I wouldn't go to other people's parties because I couldn't host it. Right. I think. Okay. I think you, in a way, you are right. Slightly different spin on it, though. You didn't go because you weren't the centre of fucking attention. <laughs> and that's what it is. You have confused being a host and doing things for people with being the centre of attention. You could, really. So before, right, listeners, we used to have Tim doing this with us. We only mention Tim every so often because, like, every time we do, we have to pay him a quid or an angel doesn't get its wings or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when there was – so that – like, when there was the three of us, I could understand you were the host of sorts. So we made a joke of it being of sorts because, you know, you're clumsy and you're wrong all the time and shit. Like <laughs> um, but now there's just two of us. And I speak a lot on this show. <laughs> you do speak Some would say at least 50% of the fucking shit. And now, you you still love set. You love it, and that's why I don't. I, I'll let you do it. Is because you love it so much. You love saying you are the. I am the host of the neighborhood. You do it, and it's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> but you love to be that guy, and maybe that's the birthday thing coming out there. Maybe if I can't be, if it's not my birthday, it can't be anyone's birthday. But then again, I didn't. But then the thing is, I didn't have birthday parties myself. I didn't then relish having a birthday party where I could be the centre of attention. Yeah, I that's because you didn't that. go to anyone else's, so no one came to yours. <laughs> everyone, went, everyone went, fuck that cunt. <laughs> yes, as eight-year-olds, they all went, fuck that cunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying him a new Transformer. He didn't come to my birthday. <laughs> oh, God, I remember one birthday where I got, the tran- I got some Transformers. Got like okay. the truck one. Don't know what the, which one the truck one is. Yeah. But then there was like a big like uh, watchdog investigation and there was like chemicals that are in the trans they'd used on the toy that could kill you and it had to get recalled. So I had to give my transformer back away. It this was fucking sounds, traumatic. This sounds like something your parents told you. <laughs> like they borrowed it off or they stole it off someone, gave it you as a present and said, there you go. You can have it, and they let you have it for a day, and then went, oh, we're going to gonna have to take it back. No, I remember it being, I remember watching it, like, bawling my eyes out on Watchdog. What fucking seven-year-old watches Watchdog, you fucking weirdo? Watch actual fucking Transformers. Such an odd man. Slash child. Man-child, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> do you want to talk about some more neighbours? Yeah, let's talk about some more neighbours. Uh, so, yeah, they've killed the whole tension with that, really. Yeah. Uh, Paul's trying to revive it, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that. Um, one new storyline that's come up, though, and, boy, she makes a grand return this week. It's Krista Sinclair. Yeah. It is... Uh... Go on, Adam. You've, you're already shaking your head All before right. I finish the sentence. I got, I got... She looks fantastic. Oh, fantastic yeah. like that like w- wow 
Wow. Yeah, that is a hell of an entrance. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not what I said. Not what I said. The entrance is over-the-top neighbours' ridiculousness. <laughs> I don't mind it, because that's what we're here for, aren't we, to a certain degree? Yeah. Um, she is glammed up. She looks fantastic. Um, pretty sure she was on drugs, like, three days ago, though, and went to <laughs> rehab. Like, she was in a bad way. Yeah, like she, she was. She was locked in a basement. She was eating chickpeas out of a tin, and, you know, who knows what Eden was doing. He is not a good egg. But now, three days later, she signed us. We find out she signed herself out of rehab. Yeah. So that still that isn't you're free to go. That was I'm Krista Sinclair. See you later, dickheads. Get me out she of there. Looks brilliant. There, she, there's been no in between stage here where she has, apart from those couple of days where she went, oh, withdrawals. There's been <laughs> nothing. She has sailed through this. She doesn't need David. Keep you know, keeping an eye on her babysitting her anymore. She looks like she's sorted it. Yes, yeah, she she's not only just sorted it and back on track. Like, if I just got out of rehab, I'd be like, well, I'm just going to take it easy a little bit now and just get my house in order and maybe just get back to being me again. Maybe, you know, sit outside, eat yeah, some... Yeah, get some nice healthy routines in place. Yeah, healthy routines, some good food. Um, Maybe do a bit of... Yeah, go out walking and... And just get back to me. Um, instead, uh, she's walked into Lasseter's and gone, I run this bitch. <laughs> what? Day one. Minute one. Minute one. And the thing is as well, Misha Barton's given that job. She's, she's gone up to Paul and she's gone, yeah, Misha Barton's told me I'm in charge now. We'll come up with a job title later. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, she hasn't even been given a job. We'll just they literally say we'll make one up. <laughs> we'll make one up. We haven't we haven't had time. Um, but yeah, I am in charge. Even though that makes no sense, I have got no qualifications whatsoever. Uh, later on, she says, "Yeah, I watch my dad do do stuff." Do stuff. <laughs> what? So you can run a, a hotel now? No, no. There was no need to go this big this soon with this she could have come back had a bit of time finding herself then she could have come in and gone oh they've got me like a fairly low level position at the hotel and paul's got to tiptoe around a little bit because she is still krista sinclair um mm. so i would i would have been okay with that even starting her off on the bar because apparently they were short staffed yeah so, no actually no don't put us some sort of addict on the bar that was a silly silly idea yeah. also another silly idea arranging to meet said addict in the bar david <laughs> you, you fucking idiot you're a babysitter don't take her to the bar um <laughs> but yeah don't do that but yeah he's got he's she's surely jumped too far too soon here yeah definitely and they, again misha barton so she now runs the sinclair empire Yep. Her first major decision is to put a skaghead sister in charge of Lasseter's. Lasseter's Australia. I, She's in charge of yeah. it now, I think. Yeah. Just, like, there's no way, like, if the company's as big as it's meant to be, there's no way a board lets that pass at all. That gets vetoed straight away. No, it's it's very silly. Um, it very, very silly. I, I wouldn't even mind in the future if she works her way up to do that job. Wouldn't have a problem with that. To walk in like she did, as good as it was, and just and just say, you all work for me now. 
Come on. Come on, neighbours. Do we better, know We know you're writing this shit way into the night. We've been told. Sure, <laughs> someone must have gone, hang on. So she makes a grand return. Leo, Leo instantly checks her out. Did you see Leo's scar on his head, by the way? What the fuck's right. that about? So they, they make reference to it, don't they? Like, yeah. So David goes, are we going to talk about your forehead? <laughs> like, Because everyone, I did, I was, what's happened to him? And Leo, for storyline purposes, says, yeah, I had a fight with a barrel or something. Like the barrels landed on his head at the vineyard, Mate. which he's never, which he's never at. Yeah. Um, you would die. Horrendous. Yeah, like if that was a wine barrel, he'd be dead. But it looks like he. Maybe yeah, it might looks... be. Yeah, it looks. It is a deep, deep scar. That. But is he? Right. He hasn't missed any time. He didn't have that last week, did he? I don't know. Is you wouldn't know. He's always... Surely you wouldn't know. It's because he's always in the background. You don't notice these things. And because it's he doesn't horrendous. have any storylines. But it's, yeah, poor guy. Like, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope he's, he's back at work, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's back at work. But I hope it's not too painful. I hope it wasn't too traumatic for the guy. Well, to but, ease the pain, he's uh, he's got his eyes set on Christopher Sinclair now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Firmly set. And he's he's very keen to help her settle in and show her the ropes. So he doesn't work there. Doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work there. Runs his doesn't own work. wiring. Doesn't work at this at this hotel at all. And yet he's the person showing around how to do everything, how to log into her emails, <laughs> literally everything. Even the time they go, I've set you up an account on the last set of system. No, you don't work there. There is no. Oh, we can we just. I've just come in and we're just logging into the system. You don't work there, mate. No, it makes no sense. It's just so he can like. I get. I get it from his side. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been you must have done those that a few times. You must have yeah. been pretending to work at places just to chat someone up. If you wear a shirt and a tie, you can get in a lot of places and, and carry a clipboard. But I, yeah, there's no reason why you would be doing that. No. Um, so yeah, he sets her up, and she's all set to go. She's like, right, I'm going to go back to my room now. I'm all my emails are sorted, uh, yep. but I am a bit tired because I am still withdrawing from the drugs. So I'm going to go back to my room. David's like, not so fast. Let me check your room. So he has a good old check round just to check all the places that she's not stashing any drugs, uh, which yeah. she isn't, to be fair. She's even like instructed the staff not to fill a mini bar up. Yeah. Uh, so she is nice and clean, but she is throwing up, though. David is the worst, I think, you know. He is the worst. He's, He's the got. Worst. A... I, I didn't really buy this job title he's been given anyway, drug babysitter, but... But she's paying him, and the sink, Misha Barton's paying him a lot, probably loads of money. But mm-hmm. he's literally just walking around with her, going, "You had any drugs?" And she's <laughs> going, "Nope." And he's going, "You sure? Can I can I rub your back for a bit, please?" Weird. That was so weird. Um, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, if you want." Um, and th- this is it. He, this is his job. I mean, it's the perfect job. Yeah. What's, yeah, what's his job? Um, checking for drugs and rubbing um, Christopher Sinclair's back. And you get paid for that? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But fair play to him, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, David's just checking her out. Remy, I think Remy is us in this situation because she does not like this cunt at all. She doesn't like him because he killed someone. Yeah. We, we he... don't like him because he's just a bit of a... 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're fine with the killing, to be honest. Yeah, we just yeah, it's just he's, he's getting mind, away eh? with it. Maybe we're just jealous that he's got the perfect job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Remy, he's what are your thoughts on Remy? She's sticking her nose in a bit, I think. A little bit, but I think justified though. Like she is a a qualified doctor. Fucking hell, and don't you like telling everyone? It's like yeah. you telling everyone you've got a fucking podcast every two minutes. <laughs> you got to, you know. So she she does take offense to the fact that David is kind of pretending to be a doctor and she's reminding him of that fact quite often. And she steps in when Krista's not feeling well at all. And David confronts her later on. I was like, why are you sticking to my business? He's like, because you're pretending to be a doctor. You've been struck off. Fuck you. To be fair to the guy, though, he says, I was checking a pulse. I wasn't giving her anything. I wasn't doing anything. I was checking a pulse. You don't have to be a doctor to check someone's pulse. Fuck you. Because she does step in and go, oh, is there, does there seem to be a trouble here? I'm a doctor, you know. Did I mention I'm a doctor? Fuck off. <laughs> it does seem like they just, they're going, right, okay. So we have the Varga Murphys and the Rodwells feuding a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that one's kind of done with now. We need the Varga Murphys to have beef with someone else. So they've decided to have beef with David. And they've done it the other way. So it was more Kara with the Rodwells. Yeah. Now it's more Remy with uh, David. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Krista has been thrown up. Did you get this straight away? I needed uh, it spelling out for me, just to, to make that no, clear. No, I mean, I didn't get it just off the, the throwing up. Because, you know, I thought maybe she had... I, initially, I was like, oh, she probably is on something. Um, uh, but then it turned out she was on something else. She was popping some other kind of pills, which David yeah. did not find in her room. So she <laughs> didn't have a very good look, did it? Because they could have easily been, I don't know, crack. It wasn't crack that she was doing, though. No, it was some sort of pregnancy well-being tablets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Sh I'm I'm assuming they're a real thing in real life. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're real. Um, so she is, and then we find out a little bit later on, preggers. She is pregnant. And we we know who the father is, right? Well, I, I don't know because I've been hurt before. I am hoping it is somebody. Yeah, we are hoping it too. Because that... person it can be. Oh, no, fuck that. It's neighbours. It could be fucking anyone. Um, <laughs> it could be Leo's for all we know. They could bring back Lance again. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but no, it is. It's pr it's on the cards at the moment because some she finds out somebody wants to see her. I don't know if she finds this out. Yeah, I don't know because it. As far as we know, Eden is in prison. Whoa, Eden. Yeah, so he's yeah, in prison. He yeah, you can't be in prison going. I want to see this person. Get him. Get him here. That's again. We we've we've gone over what prison is before. Yeah, it is not a place where you can just see your mates all the time. No, it is in neighbours though. <laughs> That's what you're forgetting. We've said what prisons a bit like in real life, but neighbours prison is a very different scenario. It's a community centre, I believe. I think you can have birthday parties there too. Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe he's just gone. Can you get in touch with uh, Chris Sinclair? Um, Want to see her? Reasons. Yeah, want to see her. Uh, she's looking really hot in a blue dress. Yeah, would like to see her, please. Uh, so Krista admits to Leo that she is actually she's not suffering from withdrawals. She's actually pregnant, uh, yeah. but she isn't telling anybody. Leo, don't tell anyone, please. Yeah. Even though, again, she, 
two weeks. So she's pro- she knows she's pregnant. So she's probably at least four or five weeks pregnant. I'd, I'd say at least a month. You uh, she she's at least four weeks pregnant because because of how the menstrual cycle works. You kind of okay now move on. <laughs> you explaining to people the fucking menstrual cycle is not what people have tuned in for. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely so, not. Not doing it. So the, the point I'm trying to make is that she was on crack two weeks ago. I don't uh, know she was. No, because she, she was on crack two weeks ago. They no, found her in that basement. You didn't see her taking it. And we also don't know if it was crack. It was just drugs. So we don't it know. just drugs. I don't know. But there's a high chance those drugs are in affected that baby. Okay. So I think... If you found out you're pregnant and have been taking drugs, willingly or not, you know, no judgments, you'd want to get that baby checked out, wouldn't you? Well, here's the thing. This isn't the start of a... We we see her with Remy in hospital because Remy, like, says, well, he killed someone, so I'll check you out at the hospital. She takes her to the hospital. At this stage, she does know she's preggers, um, and she doesn't mention it to the doctor at the hospital. She keeps it a secret, which is completely pointless. Remy yeah. is not someone she knows. She's a stranger to her. So pretty sure if it's a stranger and a doctor, and like you're saying, could be some sort of uh, effects um, that aren't good on the baby or yourself, you would tell the doctor. Yeah. Um, so are also bound, they're also bound by patient, doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Well done. Can't, can't say anything. Um, so just tell her. Instead, you've t- told this guy who's just lost a fight with a wine barrel. It's stupid. And who's clearly trying to get in your pants. So, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Awful. Yeah, really, really, really bad. Uh, is it... I don't... I don't. Well, where's this storyline going? So, I think it is going to be Eden's, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to go and see Eden, even, she, even though she was saying, I'm not going to go and see him. You are. It'll probably be next week. Um, She will go and see him. And it'll go... I don't know. We don't always have to predict, do we? Sometimes we need to go along for the ride. This storyline... I'll I'll wait and see. I'm I'm on the wait and see bus at at the moment. We do know that this baby is going to have fantastic hair, though. It's going to come out with a full It's going to be possibly the best-looking kid to ever appear on Neighbours, I think. I think <laughs> he's got to be... Name a better one. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't think I don't think there's a better... There's going to be a better-looking kid. I mean, the, the two... Like, the little kids on it at the moment are proper super cute, aren't they? Yeah. Like yeah, a little Hugo's pretty cute. I don't know what called, sorry. Um, but I reckon this one would be the best-looking kid ever to grace Ramsey Street. Well, we've got that to look forward to then. Yeah. Well, there's uh, someone we could ask maybe about where the storyline's going. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. We'll see. Uh, I'd, I'd really like if she went to, Krista went to visit Eden on Christmas Day. That'd be nice. And you can okay. just like, they like they couldn't have like Christmas decorations up in the jail. That'd be that'd Yeah, be they'll, nice. they'll make a bit of an effort. That is Monday though now, so we'll have to see. It is. It is. Uh, I purposely didn't watch at the end of this week's episode uh, coming up next on Neighbours because we've mentioned before that we don't like, we don't particularly like no, that. It plays way too soon. 
Yeah. Like literally um, the second you finish, it's you quick. Yeah, you've got to be quick. I didn't watch it. I wanted the no. Christmas surprise, so there we go. Yeah. No, I I have to kind of like for that last I because I always I don't know I don't know if you get this as well. I get about an advert about a minute before the end, which is really fucking annoying. So I get an uh, advert about 13 minutes in, right. and then I get another one after a couple of minutes. And then, like, with a minute left, they throw in a third advert at me. Oh, no, I don't get I only get two advert breaks. Really? That's yeah. weird. Uh, so after that final advert, I'm hovering over the space bar, knowing, right, I've only got about a minute left. You're not enjoying the end there, then, are you? No, it's... Um, I'm worried about getting spoiled because I don't want to know what happens next week. I'll just watch it tomorrow. It'll be less than 24 hours. I'll be okay with the suspense. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of suspense. Oh, go see on. What I did there. Uh, let's talk about the share house. And Do you think it was suspenseful on. this week? Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. There was a little bit of mystery, and I'll ask your opinion on that in a moment. Go on, um, I'm glad that's what I'm here for. <laughs> So they decided they're exchanging presents. I'm assuming this is like the 23rd at this yeah. point. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, no. Go on. Please, please. So they decide, like, with this is Neighbours Land. Again, this is classic Neighbours Land um, kind of stuff. They say, oh, we should have a party for Christmas. Yeah, we should. Should we have it in four minutes' time? Yeah. Let's, do, <laughs> let's fucking get it going. Should we have presents? Yeah, we should. Have you bought any yet? No. When's this party? He said, oh, it's in four minutes. Right, I better get on these fucking presents then. And then everybody has fucking presents. There's presents, there's decorations, there's party games, there's everything's going on four minutes after they decided to have this party. <laughs> and my favourite thing is Holly's going, fucking present hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've ordered it, yeah. it's not arrived. Yeah, she's tracking that package, but it is not here yet. See, this was a perfect opportunity to just have a little plug for Amazon there for their uh, for for the neighbours' overlords. That would have been quite good, actually. So, listen, is... We planned a party four minutes ago, and the presents are already here. Thank you, yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah, but then this is my issue, like the greater issue with the Christmas build-up for neighbours and how they've done this. So they did flashback week a month, six weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Something uh, like maybe that. a month. Maybe a month. Quite a month. Um, and then maybe the week later that you saw characters getting out the Christmas decorations mm. and things like that. But then the dozens, like the time frame between then and now, it's like their advent calendar went first, second, 23rd, <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> and just did that. It's like they've missed. Like the Christmas fair, we found out that Wendy was going to be planning the Christmas fair. Didn't, by the sounds of it. And then the next mm -hmm. day, it was the Christmas fair. Sorted. And then this, like, the, it's weird how they've done this. I don't know if they realised maybe a bit too late that it was nearly Christmas. Like, yeah, they started like and it... went, oh, shit. Because, like, I've been guilty of saying this. Whoa, Christmas has snuck up a bit this year, hasn't it? Yeah. It hasn't. We know when fucking Christmas is. It's the same every year. It hasn't snuck up. Again, that's how fucking time and calendars work. So the neighbours people should have known, oh, we're going to do an episode on Christmas Day this year. We want it to be Christmassy, obviously. We're going to actually do it. So the Christmas Day episode is Christmas Day on Neighbours. Clever. I like that idea. However, I think in the run-up, they didn't quite realise the dates. 
that we were at, and they fucked it a little bit because they a lot a few of the other things, like I say, the Christmas fair rushed this party thing. Someone had the idea and went, "Shit!" But it's fucking Christmas next week, right? Let's just have it today. Do have a party? <laughs> no, yeah, it is. It is very much like that. And then it's took them by surprise. It's because they never really do Christmas. They don't like you say. You you say it's every year. But in Neighbours Land, it's it is. I can, I can it, confirm that that is indeed true. Yeah, but in Neighbours Land, it's kind of not. It's true. when the writers remember or running out of story ideas and think, ah, oh, we'll do a Christmas this year. Yeah. Um, so they're having this party um, in the share house. Everyone's up for it. Everyone's involved. No one's got anything better to do, like work or no. plans or anything. No. So the party gets underway. Holly marks the territory pretty firmly here, I think. Like she see, like because she she's seen Haz and Mac talking last week. So when she sees Mac come in, she like kind of jumps on Haz and like, yeah, this is my man. And she's like, she oh, kind of got carried away. She kind of splits them up, doesn't she? Like you, yeah. you guys do this job and we'll do this job. Yeah, and she's she's marking her territory here. Uh, Mac starts drinking quite heavily, uh, and then they start exchanging presents. Mac drinks a lot, you know. Have you noticed this? She does. She does. She's uh, pissed every other week. She is, isn't she? Really? Yeah. That's why she was walking so funny on the beach that time. I finally <laughs> watched that video the other day, by the way. I usually skip the intro, and she is walking really funny on that beach. really weird. She, yeah, I, I think she's, she might have a bit of a problem. David might have his next client. Yeah, possibly. Because it always floats under the radar for a while as well, doesn't it? And then... Something yeah. happens and it all falls into place all of a sudden. You're like, ah, okay. That's what's going there's on. There's been a lot of reasons. Like, she's almost finding reasons to have a drink. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame the girl. I mean, everything she's been through over the last two years. A lot can happen in two years, to be fair. A lot can happen in two years. Uh, so she, she's getting pretty buzzed. Uh, but she has got a very thought. So they're all exchanging presents. They're all nice little matey presents. Uh, are we doing presents this year, by the way? That stunned silence says no. Good, because I didn't bother either. <laughs> but I, if you said yes, I would have gone on Amazon and got one in with four minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, we got, we got what I, we wanted for Christmas. It was uh, Wendy Rodwell. Very true. Very true. That was a present to both of us uh, from none of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Mac has, got, has a very thoughtful gift indeed. Has gets very- lots of socks, doesn't he? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Holly gets him socks because she can't get anything else. Uh, so he gets socks. But then Mac is not only is not only thoughtful, she's put the time and effort in to learn how to knit. Yeah. So she's knitted him a nice scarf because it's cold in the mornings at the cafe. It's his favorite color, which is this kind of mustardy, beigey kind of color. Okay, what I would call that color is orange, you fucking moron. <laughs> It's like a darker yellow that's not quite brown. That's <laughs> it's fucking orange. So it's uh, yeah, a mustardy brownie orangey color. It's his favorite color, which does make sense because you have seen him in those kind of jumpers before. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's also the color of my apron at work, and I work what? at a cafe, so it's a good. It, it's a good color. Okay. It's a good yeah. colour. It's a solid colour to have at a cafe, I think. Interesting. What did you make of her giving him this present? Were you like, oh, she is the sweetest. What were you thinking? I imagine you were thinking that. 
No, I wasn't actually. It was clearly designed to show up everyone else. Yes. And this is why she is not, I was going to say not a good egg. Um, that's someone else's <laughs> given. Um, she, she, she shouldn't be sending that present. No, you have, you, over the last couple of weeks, I have been listening to you, Adam, and you have pointed out all <laughs> Just the... the last couple of weeks. Just the if last you've listened of... to me for the past 30 years, we would not be in this fucking mess. <laughs> but the last couple of weeks, you've been pointing out some of the maybe off things that Mac has been doing. Mm. And yeah, I, I I saw it for what it was this week. I was like, you drink too much and you should not have given that present to him in front of his girlfriend. Absolutely you should have done yet. it. You should have just gone, well, that would have been really nice, but I'm not in a relationship with him. Uh, we're just mates. So yeah. I'll just buy him some socks. Yeah. So there was a, it reminded me of a scene in Friends a while ago where I think it's Joey's girlfriend, it's Joey's girlfriend's birthday. And Chandler gets her this book. It's like her favorite childhood uh, book. The Velveteen Rabbit. Velveteen Rabbit. Well done. Yeah. Um, and he's in the end, like they all speak to him and say, you can't give her that because that says I'm in love with you and it'll show up Joey. So yeah. what Chandler does, and this is why it was so well done, he lets Joey have that present because he doesn't care like he, he does obviously but he kind of says i don't i don't i just wanted to have the present like mm-hmm. which which shows how much you care because you just want them to have it um so it doesn't matter who gives it her there you go mac has gone made you this isn't this the best present you've ever this received the, yeah and here's why i've made it and all these really nice reasons to manipulate you and make everyone else look bad because she's clever. We know she's clever because of the job she does. Even though she's never at it, she must. She she comes across as quite intelligent. Um, however, I think she is evil genius, unfortunately. And that is why I think her and Has do deserve each other. But not for the reason we started with originally, where we we're like, oh, I hope these two crazy kids get it together. They're both dicks. And I hope they move, like they can have the shared house to themselves because they're always bothered about who eats the snacks and everything like that. Fuck off. Them two don't like them. They're both playing Holly Highland. They're both nasty people. Later on, has uh, you tell us what happens later because has annoys me later on with how he, t- he speaks to another yeah. character who I am liking. Yeah, there's a there's a point I wanted to bring up, which is going to lead into the lead on from this one. So yeah, so. Holly is pretty annoyed about this scarf. He leaves the, has leaves the scarf on the couch. Yep. Holly stares at the scarf and you're like, oh, is she going to do what I think she's going to do? Next episode, the scarf is a right mess. It has been hacked to pieces. First, because I miss quite obvious points sometimes, what did you, did you think Holly had done it straight away? Were you like, she's clearly just destroyed okay, it? So, yeah, it was obviously Holly who'd done it from instant one she gave the look it was like she's gonna fuck that scarf up that scarf is in a world of fucking trouble right now however it was also obvious that she would do what she's what happened and blame the dog yeah now see i thought they were gonna do a better like i thought they were gonna do a bit of a swerve here and go okay she really thought about it she came close to it Mm. then decided not to and then trev did just to fuck it up anyway Ah, okay. Well, that's where they weren't going to go with that. I thought. So, th- what? So we find out. Do you want to talk about that? 
Yeah, so there's a dog cam uh, just in the bookcase. I fucking cheered. It was my, <laughs> it was my best, biggest reaction of the week because I didn't see that coming. I was like, well, she'll just go in and say, oh, it was me or whatever, and then we'll just sort it all out. But then Sadie Rodwell, who I love, by the way. She's brilliant. She's so she is, good. She does not have a storyline of her own. I don't know how long we've been watching this shit for now since the new chapter. A couple of months. She's not had her own storyline. She was kind of in the sperm in the cup one a little bit, but not really. So she never has her own storyline, but she will see every other storyline. What's going yeah. on? She's us, I think, yeah, a lot she of the is. time. She's, and because she's a dad's, again, a dad's a policeman. Pretty aware yeah. of things, even though he's yeah, she is. Shit. Yeah, she is super switched on. So she was like, What's going on around her? Should we check the dog cam? And I went, Oh, <laughs> straight away. Because that was brilliant. Because then you know what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's a bit creepy that there's a there's a camera in there that seemingly other people didn't know about. That's mm. a little bit creepy. Well, she knows about it, and I think. I think the other, so Haz and Mac were two like, oh my God, the scarf. So they weren't thinking right. And Holly doesn't live there. And I think she yeah. was so annoyed at the time when she ripped up the scarf. She didn't think about it. I can imagine Holly doing that. The only one who is switched on enough is fucking Sadie. And she was like, yeah. anyone check the, the dog cam? Oh, it was fucking good. <laughs> I did. So... They check the dog cam. While this is happening, Holly is confiding to Byron what she's done. She's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I tore it to shreds. So I've, I've blamed the dog. I feel really bad. And Byron's like, well, you should go and admit what you've done. Whatever has a Mac are doing right now is wrong, but yeah. what you did is wrong as well. So you need, to, you need to come tell the truth. And then if you tell the truth, then whatever happens, happens. You've done the right thing. Uh, I, try, I try and do it. I try and live by that. Uh, for my many other faults, I do try and tell the truth and... You know, whatever, whatever comes from that is comes from that. Well done for being almost a decent human being. That's nothing <laughs> to be proud of. That's just like, well, yeah, I tell fucking seven-year-olds to do that every fucking day of the week. <laughs> so as she's about to come and admit, as he's watching, sees what's happened, he's like, what the hell? So they're all sat around the table, Mac, Holly, and Has. And I think what you were alluding to before, Adam, is that even though Holly has done the worst thing here, she has ripped up a very thoughtful present. She's not the bad guy in this situation. Well, the two I, other people on the table are. Well, what I liked was I thought it was going to be like Holly's in the shit, like they're going to have a go at her, blah, blah, blah. What she did was, though, she went, all right, yeah, shouldn't have done that. But you two are shagging. So, and yeah. straight, she turned it on him straight away. And I was like, fucking yes, go on, Holly Highland. She didn't sit there and just go, oh, I'm really sorry for ripping the scarf. Oh, it was a really nice scarf. It was his favourite colour, that dark yellow that's not quite brown. Um, she didn't do that. She she was like, yeah, okay, I did. But I was going to come in, I was about to come in and say, really sorry I've ripped up the fucking scarf. You two, I know what's been going on. You're both fucking scumbags. You both started this new chapter as the fan favourites and everyone liked you. Now you're both dicks. Yeah. Um, but they continue to lie to her face. Yeah, they do. The they do. They, they lie the entire time, and she calls out like, "Yeah, you would going into that scene, you would not think Holly Hoyland is the one coming away with her head held high there." Well, at the end the of that is, scene, they, they lie goes. to her face in the most unconvincing manner I've ever seen, yeah. apart from you at a poker tournament. Like they're, <laughs> they're so bad, it's like 
well, now it's even more confirmed, the fact that you're saying... Because he said something like, I wish I'd known how she felt about me back then, uh, which obviously means if, if I'd known, I would have gone for, gone for it. It's obvious that that's what that means, but he can't yeah. say it. None of them will say it because they're both little bitches. I cannot stand these two characters. <laughs> and then it kind of moves on to, to Byron, really. So Haz has a go at Byron later on. He's like, you fucking hung me out to dry there. And Byron's like, well, to be honest, I'm stuck in the middle of this. You're all my friends. So, my so issue, I'm trying to... Yeah, my issue with this is, how long has he been friends with Holly Highland for? A couple of years? A few years? A lot can happen in two years. Yeah. He's known her a long time. He's known has since the start of this new chapter, in my opinion. No, he's, he's more friends with Holly. He worked with Holly at the hotel. Um, yeah. He, if he's in the middle, but I definitely think he's closer to her. And he saw the, the thing that was going on. It's not a nice thing that Haz and Mac were doing. He stuck up for his pal. Yeah. He gave her a bit of shit. He said, you shouldn't have ripped the scarf up. Go and do the right thing. Stop being a dickhead. But he wasn't just going to lie to her face like these other two knobheads are doing. Oh. Yeah, so Haz... Like, I, I didn't... Like, Haz was proper getting... I, like, I thought, are these two going to fight here? Like, he was... Has was getting proper confrontational and Byron and because well let's wind it back a little bit because Byron's still heartbroken over Misha Barton. Uh but he gets a he gets a, a message of a previous client and she wants him to come out of retirement for one last shag. One last shag in Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> Big payday in Tahiti for one last shag. He said he's retired. He's he's hung up his Leather boots, yeah, his cowboy boots, he's and, and his leather chaps. He's hung them up, but he's still got that. He, I imagine he's still got them in the closet a little. They're collecting a little bit of dust, and she's like, "Dust them off one more time." Big payday into heat, and you get to shag me loads of times for for Christmas. Yeah, and he accepts this deal because who wouldn't? To be well, honest. So yeah, so he accepts the deal. Tamara, I think she's called. Um, yes, so, and she says like. She says, drinks on tap, food on tap, shagging on tap. This this podcast has to be called Something on Tap, by the way. Um, <laughs> I thought it was good how she just kept saying on tap. Um, so he he has a little bit of a thing, but it doesn't take long. He says, well, yeah, because there's, there's nothing for me here. And then Nicolette, Nicolette gets involved and says, what's going on there? You can't do this. You can't do that. You're still getting over Misha Barton, even though everyone else fucking hated her. Um, like, don't go. You can't do it. It's Christmas time, whatever. Mum will be really upset. Um, she already can't go and see Guy Pearce, even though she chose not to. So, um, yeah, you can't get off as well. But here's the thing. I, like, if you are... He's miserable at the moment. Yeah. He's miserable. He's walking around. Everything's reminding him of Misha Barton. He's still carrying around that fucking necklace. He's down. Give this kid a break and let him go have a nice Christmas. I know. Nicolette has done a real disservice to her, her brother. Is she the older one? I can't remember. I think she's the older one, right? Not sure. She has done a disservice to this guy, yeah? Be, like, if you've got any basic understanding of the male psyche, <laughs> this is going to be nothing but good for him. Even, like, like yeah... You, that 100%, because it sounds brilliant, food, drinks, sun, shagging, 
brilliant. Getting paid. Getting and getting paid for it. All that is Seth oh, David's job. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um but then also thinking about it the other way as well, like if he's that down, let him get away for a bit. Let him get a bit of a, a break and have a, a holiday. Like don't make him sit around. Like sitting around where you've been dumped over Christmas doesn't yeah. sound like a fun Christmas to me. Yeah, Nuclet's not been a good sister here at all. Like she like Jane will be fine. Again, she chose not to go to England see Guy Pierce. Yep. That was her choice. Uh David, Aaron are living there. Yep. Like there's there's the kids knocking around. Like they will have a great Christmas with yep. New Colette. Like they'll have a grand they'll have a great time. Like her and Teresa back friends. There's no she won't miss Byron in the slightest. And she'll be happy knowing that Byron is healing, shall we say. Yeah. Like it, it yeah, it's just a bit of a shame for the lad. I feel like he really deserved that. He's been putting Yeah. He's been put in a shift. He's he's obviously feeling shit now. Go and recharge the batteries. But then, not even that. Then she goes and confronts the MILF. Yeah. And the MILF thinks that, oh, you know, New Colette's another client as well. And she starts going on how he's uh, the ultimate lover. Uh, Fair play to the lad. Uh, If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Exactly. Uh, And then New Colette goes, oh, I'm not a client. I'm actually his sister. And uh, you shouldn't be going away with him. So she calls it off. Byron's obviously fuming about. So confronts New Colette about this. Uh, so Jane splits them up and has a chat with Byron and tries to help him get over this thing that's this whole thing that's been going on, which which was nice. And you know, having that conversation with his mum would probably help him in the long run. But- would it? Would that help him, or would going to Tahiti have helped him more? Oh, yeah. no. It would have helped. It would have helped him after coming back after Tahiti, after exactly. having two weeks of just what? sex three times a day. Let him do that. Come back for the new year, and new year, new you, and all that kind of. Yeah, let him have. Yeah, give him the mum speech then. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's gonna be fucking miserable Christmas Day. He's gonna have the hat on. He's gonna have the little. The little party thing, and he's just gonna be going, Yeah, this is a bit shit. He'll be watching telly, he'll be watching like It's a Wonderful Life or something really depressing on TV, drinking more than Mac. Oh, he's not, he's he's gonna, he's he's gonna have the worst Christmas out of everyone on Neighbors, I think. Okay, right. Is that what you think? You're saying he's yeah. gonna have the worst Christmas out of everyone? Yes. What about Paul he's- Robinson? Oh shit, he's a good contender. He is a very good contender. And that is a nice segue. I fucking did it. You think I'm just you might be the host, but there you go. I can I can do a bit of segue and don't worry. Yeah, just to be clear, everybody listening, I am the host of sorts, JK. And this is Adam. All right. And just to make that clear. (laughs) So yeah, Paul is he's clearly a lonely man this Christmas. He realized he's his kids ate him, his grandkids, and his grandkids don't hate him. They're just too young to understand what's going on. Not allowed on. to see his grandkids. That's the fucking Not allowed problem. To see him. Yeah, so he's being super nice and super helpful where he can. He is very invested in Chloe and Ellie's wedding. He's like He's more invested than I am, to be fair. Yeah, he's the most he's more invested than them too, to be honest. I am not forced about this wedding. It is no. happening in the next it's probably happening next week. 
Um, he's tried to give them the grand ballroom. They've gone, nah, you're all right. Uh, they've said, we will invite all our friends and family. Well, it'll be whoever's booked that day. Let's be honest yeah. again. Um, and then he said, I will pay for your honeymoon. They went, well, we want to go traveling around Europe for a few months because we're not, we're not booked on long-term contracts and things like that. And he's gone, yeah, not a problem. I don't care. I still don't think there's much chemistry between these two. Uh, some yeah. people like them online. Some people don't. I am in the camp that doesn't. I don't dislike them in particular, but I'm just not that forced. Yeah, there's, we said last week, there's no, they're awkward and there's no chemistry. No, well, Paul has been trying super nice and really invested, but yeah. they just want to have a, a quiet wedding on their own with, with the people that are booked for that episode. And uh, however, leading into the school storyline, so they've got their presentation. This is why Jane can't go to England to see Guy Pierce because she's got this big presentation, which is to in front of the council yeah. uh, at the school, which is not is the school still open? Don't know. Don't know. Still don't know. No idea. This is happening on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, this is Christmas Eve. This is absolutely happening. not. No, none of these councillors will be into this at no. all. Uh, but it, it's a great presentation. It's gone very well. And uh, Anthony Mar uh, Marin, sorry, yeah. is very into this. Yes. He's like, yeah, I think this is brilliant. I will be recommending heavily. Is there any way I can help? I will push this through. I will use my influence and push this whole thing through. See, at first, I thought he was just trying to shag Jane. You are the first. worst. <laughs> That's where I thought, what I thought his intentions were. So Paul had met him earlier in the episode. Like, I, did, a, oh, I missed this. There's a, thro there's a tiny little scene. like there. It's in, I think it's in the waterhole or the cafe or something. And he's, he's there's no, and I, at the time I was like, why have they put that in? It's just like Paul, like meeting this, meeting this guy, and then they kind of shake hands and he kind of just walks off. I was like, that was weird. Why have they put that in? And it's because the guy is the counselor guy. So Paul meets him earlier in the episode, and that's when they're obviously having a bit of a scheme. What I noticed, did you notice the like the part of the presentation that they showed us? Did you see what they were? No, no. So they had like the, the PowerPoint presentation. You fucking love a PowerPoint presentation, obviously. So they're <laughs> chatting some shit about how it's going to be good for everyone. And the bit that they kind of show is the library. Did you see that? No, I didn't see any of this. So they show like, the, and that's the bit where we, like, we come back to the scene and they're kind of finishing up and they say, so... We're going to have a library, and that'll be good for the old, the old people and the young people to share it because the young people can read to the old people and learn from them, and then the then the old people can listen to the stories of the young people. It was the biggest load of claptrap bullshit, and no way would get you this fucking contract. The last thing young teenagers want to do of course there's a few nice ones out there your daughter being one of them but they don't want to read to old people no they want to go off and i don't know vape and things like that especially in australia it's a growing epidemic um and the old people just want to sit in the chair and be quiet or play games or watch telly or speak to their friends they do not want to listen to a load of fucking whippersnappers, TikToking and things like that. Fuck <laughs> off. There is no way that 
this is a good idea. I refuse to believe it. It is awful. And there is no way this would be a thing. No. I have nothing to add that, to that at all. It's uh, I completely agree. I don't like being read to is my main point from that. I like to read. That was your main point, own... that was it. You don't like <laughs> being read to. No, I don't like stories being read to. I like to read it in my own head and my own voice in my head, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Nothing you fucking say does. <laughs> I, I, like, I could not get invested in someone reading me a story. Uh, like an audio book. Right. Yeah. That's what that fucking is. You psychopath. <laughs> I, I don't like people reading me, story, reading me stories, but I do really like audio books and podcasts. You're an absolute <laughs> dickhead. Nothing you say makes sense. No, but like, like the audio books that I, I generally listen to, they're not stories, to be fair. They're like autobiographies, et cetera, et cetera. What, what so is an autobiography? Uh, Did you is... say it's the story of someone's <laughs> life read to you by that person themselves? You idiot. Yeah, but I don't know. If, if, like the books I like to read are not autobiographies. Right. <laughs> they're fiction stories. Yep. And yeah. I like to form the fiction in... I mean, you must see this every week. I like to form the fiction in my head first. Yeah, it's been a problem then... for a while. <laughs> Whereas if it's non-fiction, if it's fact, then I do like that to be told to me, uh, which, <laughs> which is what you do every week. Uh, this is another live therapy session, isn't it? <laughs> Can't do it for you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out myself. We'll get there eventually. Uh, so one of the... So Mel is figuring all these dodgy deals out. We think Paul's just being nice. No, he has got an ulterior motive here. So he's given Tina Marin her job back. Uh, we have seen Tina before. Uh, she had a scene with Misha Barton. She was more memorable than Misha Barton in that scene. She got she left her job when um, she didn't want to work at the Christmas fair. That was the yeah. last we heard. She didn't want to work at the Christmas fair. She was like, fuck that. Not yeah, she said, I'm not doing it. Not working over Christmas. Uh, but she has got her job back on Christmas Eve. Which My is the worst. Man. If you don't want to work over Christmas, that is the worst time to get your job back. The last thing. Yeah. Don't give her a job back at a hotel on Christmas Eve. That is, you <laughs> fucked up her Christmas royally there. <laughs> so Chloe's pretty fuming about this. She's like, why has Tina got the fucking job back at the spa? She's terrible. Uh, and then there's a story about her, like, fucking waxing someone too much or something and ruining yeah. it. I don't know, chemically burning someone. Even though we've never heard anything bad said about Tina the whole time she fucking worked there. No, like I said, there was that one scene with Misha Barton where she's just like, yeah, I'm going to get off now, it's dead. So I'm just going to close <laughs> yeah. the bar early. Uh, which any reasonable employee would do, to be fair. Uh, so yeah, Chloe's fuming about that. And Paul's like, well, we didn't tick all the boxes HR wires. And Chloe's like, no, we did. Why have you hired her back? And he's like, oh, just don't fucking worry about it. Uh, but Mel, because she'd spoke to Chloe earlier, and then she overheard this conversation and she's put two and two together and gone, ah, wait a minute. You've got Tina this job back because you've got a handshake deal with Anthony Marin to approve this council. And Paul's like, ah, you've busted my plan. Aren't you clever? Yeah. Uh, yes, this is a plan. And you should be on board with it, Mel, because this will benefit you as well. Uh, which she thinks about for about two seconds and then fucking tells on him to Jane. 
which Again, is probably the... this is going to be like a couple of days worth and we're going to be like oh yeah we could maybe so oh, I'm, I'm conflicted i don't know what to do i should tell them and then maybe it comes out over christmas dinner or whatever yeah I mean, she she can't keep up the facade she's yeah. like no this is wrong i can't do this instead he just fucking tells on him straight away <laughs> sorry nay ben's a little bit more me mel hate there this week uh, so Therese confronts Paul about it as like you're a massive cunt you've done this like you, you've you've tended to do this for good reasons but it's just for your own reasons uh, and Paul just <laughs> I do love Paul this scene he just goes well you could just not fucking mention it and then you get what you want and I get what I want yep and she's like no you're a scumbag fuck you it's Christmas Eve I hope you have a miserable Christmas and that's where we leave it for the week it's Christmas Eve it's the night of Christmas Eve Paul Robinson is going to have a miserable Christmas as his Byron because Therese is going to go home with the family and have a the, the greatest Christmas day ever, you think? I don't know if he's... I, I feel like I wouldn't want to be with Toadie on Christmas. I imagine he's going to be fucking well annoying. Oh, he's going to, oh no, he's going to be worse than the kids, isn't he? He's going to be Christmas so day. wacky. And she calls him Toadie. She calls him Toadie when she sa- she says it to Paul. I'm going to be with Toadie over Christmas. And it sounded so childish and not something to raise this high-flying, high-heel-wearing, contract-getting, Tesla-driving son of a gun would do. <laughs> it just, I like... Well, Paul, maybe she'll like, realise that. Maybe. Maybe she'll maybe she'll be sat around Christmas dinner. He's got every he's got all the Christmas crackers hats on. He's took everyone's hat off them and he's got like five different colours of hats on. He's telling all the shit jokes. He's bought a shit presents, I imagine, as well. Like all jokey shit presents. More tracksuit bottoms. Uh like some socks that maybe look like high heels. Oh god! Like you're nothing very, good. He would have just specific with your shit presents. Eh? <laughs> I'm just thinking that shit presents Tony would buy Therese and imagine that's what uh, it would be. I, don't I think maybe maybe she'll sit around the Christmas table. Nell's just being over dramatic. Uh, Tony's being an arse and she goes, oh, fuck this, I don't want to be here. Do I you think would... she's going to leave on Christmas Day to go and see Paul? That would be good. That would be fantastic. That's why. Do I hope you that. think we're going to get almost a Christmas Carol kind of thing, and people from Paul's past are going to come and see him? That would also be fantastic. Uh, but we would already know that if it was going to happen because they would have marketed it last true, week. True, true. <laughs> There's no surprises in there. Paul Robinson would. will be a great Scrooge as well. Yeah, he would. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they've already done that. If they've done something with him, like doing a bit of that in the past. So I won't yeah, say probably. There was that. There was that one where they had like Jim Robinson on the the barbell and stuff, and he yeah, was, like, was probably thinking something. about his ways. Uh, so yeah, so we, you... it's... sorry, go on. I'm I'm trying to wrap it up. Yeah, no, I, me I, too. I, I, are you looking me for too, the I... Christmas Day episode? Are you going to be watching it on Christmas Day? I'm not going to watch it on Christmas Day, but I will enjoy. I think I'm going to try and enjoy watching. All four of them at the end of that busy Christmas period, maybe. Oh, is that what you're going to do? You're going to have maybe. a bit of a binge one day. Possibly so. No, I think I'm going to watch it on Christmas Day, you know. Uh, I've said this from the... Mainly because I'm pretty lonely on Christmas Day this year. 
<laughs> there's no kids with me. I've got my wife, obviously, but but she's uh, fucking boring, isn't she? Let's be honest. <laughs> well, no, she'll she'll probably Wait. be excited to open all the fucking presents. She'll probably be like waking you up early six o'clock has he been and she'll run down and she'll like <laughs> play with her toys and everything <laughs> no because i've just bought a shit present so she'll be fuming <laughs> i've just bought her uh yeah i just bought her some tracksuits and, and some really shit presents i've not i've got some very thoughtful presents this year trying to manipulate uh you like like Matt, yeah. i see what you're doing well, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll imagine I'll be able to carve out twenty something minutes to watch Christmas Day. Uh, I think it's, it's, I think it's a novelty for me. Yeah, it's a nice. It'll be, I'll be able to watch it on Chris. Yeah. Watch other people having a Christmas Day while I'm having a Christmas Day. That would be nice. And there'll be, there should be a bit of drama as well. It's a Christmas episode. They, like, if it's just another normal episode, I'm going to be really annoyed. But East, I think I feel like EastEnders is very good at like. They do a good job of making sure their Christmas Day episode is a fucking big one and things yeah. happen. That's like that. I think it's know, a that soap, sets off their next year of what's going to happen. It's a soap trope, really. It's yeah. like that's the thing. It's make your Christmas Day exciting because everyone's sat around watching the telly, so in their own homes. So let's give them a bit of excitement, drama, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I think it, it'll definitely be worth a watch. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah. And next week you you will get to hear our thoughts. We are working through Christmas. Yeah, no weeks off. Uh, no we weeks asked, off. If anything, we st- we put extra stuff out. We don't put nothing out. Yeah, we put extra stuff out because on top of our usual episode, which will be out next Friday, we have also got our chat with Candice Lee's coming out on the 27th of December. Yeah. A little Christmas present from me and Adam to you there. It is fantastic. It's such a good chat. It will get you through that little midweek lull if, uh, when you're not watching some Neighbours in between. So all that's left to say, really, and this is me wrapping up, uh, is Merry Christmas to Merry you all. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Um, we will see you before the... I'm not going to wish you Happy New Year because we'll see you twice before New Year. Yeah. But enjoy the days, whatever you're doing. Uh, Adam? Merry Christmas to you as well. Merry Christmas, mate. Oh, thank you. It's very nice. I don't think you've ever called me mate before. No, I just felt like the time to say it. <laughs> Have a wonderful time. Peace and love and all that stuff to you all. Uh, this is me doing the long goodbye now. Fucking hell, it's so it's gonna be the new year. It's fucking ending. It's painful as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>